Hello and welcome back to Single Sounds. I'm your host, Katie Mack, and this is your interactive audio dating experience. This week's character was such a joy. I absolutely love this interview. She has so much energy and I think that really came across. She really had me in stitches, so I think some of you will feel the same. So without further waffling from me, here she is. The one with adventures at Cafe Soul. Hiya, excited to be here. Um, very <laughs> pleased. Let's dive right in with the who, what, where. Fab. So start with the who. Who are you sexually attracted to? I would have to say men. Nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just men, unfortunately, or fortunately. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Um, so what so what are you looking for? Um, I'm not picky to be fair. Like I'm quite open to any kind of guy, I guess, and I know this is gonna be so cliche, but I am five eight, so I am looking for someone who's taller than me, I would say six foot and above. Although yeah. I may be for the perfect guy, I'd settle for five eleven, you know, but tall guy. Um yeah, someone just someone who's super active. Like I feel like someone who either goes to the gym or does sports or whatever is really important. That's about it really. Uh, otherwise uh the world's my oyster, I guess. How about an age range? Oh yeah. Um so I'm twenty seven. Um I probably would go to like twenty five for like a lower boundary and okay. then <laughs> It's hard. All these like youngsters are graduating from uni and in Clapham, you know, you need to keep up with these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and then probably to like 32, 33. So yeah. Yeah, pretty you know. wide. Yeah. <laughs> Not narrowed it down that much, but that's good. I just like men. <laughs> I'll take them all. Got <laughs> <laughs> nearly a 10 year age range. Love it. <laughs> I think I already know the answer to this one, but where would you like to date? Oh yeah, um, so I would say central London, London, wider area, but you know, I don't love going north of the river, so if they live in the SW vicinity, then that's an added bonus, I guess. <laughs> I do, okay. We, we've been much more specific on that one, so that's good. Fab. <laughs> I want to keep my options open, you know? Yeah, just in case. <laughs> right, let's go in for two truths and a lie. Fab. My two truths and a lie. Okay, so the first one is, do you know who the shapeshifters are? Mm-hmm. They do like, I believe, oh, it's not I believe in systems. I always get that wrong. It's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I believe in people. Oh, no, I'm a different person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, God, you're not even going to cut that out, are you? Please cut that out. <laughs> Anyways, okay, straight back in. So I love that song, even though I don't need, seem to know the lyrics to it. So we went to an event. Um, for that and I went up to the shapeshifters at the event and asked them when the shapeshifters were coming on at the shapeshifters event right that's point number one (laughs) point number two and I feel like I'll just add context to all of these context number two is I've got the flattest feet that are known to man like Mm. the flattest feet so my second one is I ran a half marathon without any training and I ran the whole entire thing on my flat feet right and my third one and again a little bit of added context i'm half greek half serbian my whole dad's side of the family is serbian i am like twice removed so he's my second cousin is djokovic oh and yeah that's my three points that is cool <laughs> and i've got a little bit of backstory for each yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't make that easy they all sounded very natural <laughs> 
I was going to go for the shapeshifters <laughs> one just because I don't even think you know their music. So. <laughs> I love that song as well. <laughs> Not surprised if you asked who they were. But I feel like Djokovic is a bit of a stretch as a family member. I <laughs> think you would have dropped that in before. <laughs> So I'm going to go, that's the lie. Yeah, there's no way Djokovic would be my second cousin and I wouldn't have told you already like 800 times. <laughs> and also everyone knows about the flat feet, so... Oh yeah, I do have flat feet. And I did run that whole half marathon, might I add. That was probably one of my biggest achievements of my whole entire life. So yeah, and I did go... I dragged everyone to a shapeshifters event and then went up to the shapeshifters as they were DJing and asked when they were coming on. What did they say? They responded with... We are the shapeshifters. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even hear them? Did they like scream that at you? <laughs> yeah, we were in um the Prince of Wales in Brixton, mm-hmm. so it's like quite a small venue. Like you can just go up to the DJ, and it was like these old guys were on. Obviously, it's old music. They were older. I just didn't even clock, and I was just like, "When are the shapeshifters coming on?" I honestly have never been so embarrassed in my life. <laughs> So there you go. That's my two truths and a lie. Love it. Next section is your moan of the moment. So what's irritating you at the moment? Okay, so my biggest, my probably my biggest pet peeve about dating is the amount of pen pal ships I get into. Mm. Like, it just seems that every guy I like match with on Hinge or whatever, like the conversation starts and they'll want to text me. They'll be texting me all the time. But then whether it's you even talk about a date and they just constantly just like wave it off or a date never even gets mentioned like it never gets past that you've just spent two weeks chatting to a guy that you're never going to see again and you're just pen pals with yeah it's so such a waste of time it's such a waste of time everyone's right? everyone's time and the other thing is if even if you are pen pals let's just say with someone for two weeks and then you meet them and there's no chemistry then it just feels like a load of waste of time yeah there's no benefit to the situation at all. Exactly. So my biggest pet peeve, my biggest moan is the amount of guys who it seems just want someone to text. But then that's so anti what you would expect dating to be, where guys are always like, oh, girls are constantly want on their phones and want to text and stuff. And yeah, I can't find anyone who actually just wants to go for a drink. Yeah, it's so true. So you're finding that the boys are actually the texters. Yeah. And not you. Yeah, it's and like... You're, you're the one that's like initiating it, saying, let's go for a drink now. <laughs> Although maybe... <laughs> Maybe if, I'm, if it's coming across like that, I kind of see why no one actually okay, wants to maybe go. Maybe not immediately, but this is why those apps Thursday are interesting because maybe that would like stop that process of pen paling a bit better. You say this, although I've matched with quite a few guys on Thursday and then gotten their numbers and never even met up on Thursday and then still went into the whole texting thing. Oh, really? So they just used it as a, a number bait? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like an add-on to Hinge. Oh, that's the best is when you match with them on Thursday and then you find them on Hinge as well. Like, I feel like the pool of guys is just the same, really, isn't it? Especially in Clapham. Especially in Clapham, yeah. I don't venture far. Maybe that's my problem. Yeah. (laughs) Set that radius a bit bit longer. (laughs) Oh, well, we've already spoken about that. I can't be arsed travelling north of the river. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I do have heard that Thursday are doing those bars, though. Now you can go to, like, a bar on the Thursday instead then you might have a better chance of not getting a pen pal because you're actually meeting the person. Yeah, you're so right. And like, to be fair, they do always advertise the after parties. I've never been to one. Like it is on my to-do list. I feel like I need to tick that off on my like single bucket list is to go mm. to a Thursday after party. It's a bit pressure though, isn't it? It's like going on a night out, you have that pressure to like meet a guy anyways. Yeah. But there's no pressure because you you could also just go for a dance with your mates. Whereas there, it's like the assumption is everyone there is single. Yeah. Everyone is there to... Like, I feel like it would just be like a, you know, like a Tinder swipe left, swipe right. <laughs> Boom. 
but with your eyes with your eyes and like oh god the pressure but i yeah i mean i'm still gonna go at some point i'm pretty sure now we're back in london i'm sure i'll find myself on clapham high street at a thursday after party one day yeah that'd be quite fun i think i'd quite like that leading on quite nicely actually hit me up with your best dating story (laughs) i mean you know i'm gonna have to talk well i'm gonna have to tell you the story of the tower of london oh i'm very excited um, okay, so this was an interesting one. So this was actually someone I met organically in Cafe Soul. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, that's uh, a bar in Clapham. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah, like it's it's a great club in terms of like I'm there every single week, but it is like a bit of a school disco vibe, isn't it? Really, Cafe yeah. Soul. But anyways, it's fun. It's really good. I mean, I'm there all the time. I love it. Anyone listening? <laughs> Thursday night, Friday night, see you there. <laughs> So anyways, I met this man, as you do, in Café Sol, and turns out that he was an officer in the army. He was actually a guard at the Tower of London at the time. Mm. So we were like texting and we were like, oh, you know, let's go for a drink. And he was like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm currently stationed in the Tower of London. Like, I have to be there 24-7. But if you come round, you can just have a drink in the flat with me. And I was like, what, in the Tower of London? He was like, yeah, yeah, just come round. So anyways, so cool. I mean, yeah, the story takes a bit of a turn, but it, yeah. was, it was like, I was like, I'm going to have to go just for this experience. And I mean, it didn't disappoint in terms of experiences, but to get in, I wasn't allowed in just organically. I had to go in with the tour. So I, it was just me and a bunch of tourists. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, they do like the ceremony called the locking of the tower and tourists like queue for a year to get onto the ceremony basically and I would just get put on my guest list straight away like just me and all these tourists those connections (laughs) mate I'm so well connected that's what Cafe Soul will do to you yeah Um, and so anyways I go in with this tour group and then as they're about to exit the tower uh, one of the other guards was basically like oh who's Officer XYZ's guest could you please follow me into the Tower of London? And I basically had to follow him in, into the tower to meet this guy who was in the flat. And then we were in there. It was just a wild experience. It was just, it was crazy. <laughs> I was just in the Tower of London and he even got his, um, what's that called? The hat one. I don't know. Um, the fluffy hat. Beefeater? Just... Are they called Beefeaters? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. It is Beefeater, isn't it? Because the gin's named after it because they've got a picture of that on the back. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we had, like, a lovely evening, I guess. We had some wine. He got his beefeater outfit out. Um, I guess it's his uniform. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I have a photo with me in it, actually. Um, So I have that memento from that date. So I got to put on the beefeater. When it did turn a little bit weird was at five past midnight, he did then inform me that the Tower of London actually gets locked. Mm. Genuinely gets locked. Like, there's no way in or out. Um, and it wouldn't open again until half nine the next morning. And like, let's be honest, I showed up on this date at like 10pm. I wasn't necessarily planning on ever going home, but I had work the next morning yeah. and I had to then go to work the next day in my outfit from the night before and explain that I was late to work because I was locked in the Tower of London. <laughs> and then- um, um, what was their reaction to that? Oh, my manager at the time was not chill, like not chill at all. But I just, we kind of laughed it off and he basically was just like, it was like a slap on the wrist, like don't do it again. I mean, <laughs> don't get locked in the Tower of London again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, funnily enough, that's not on my to-do list of things to do again. But um, yeah, so that was, I mean, that's a wild story. Like I love to tell the story. It was a bit 
stressful at the time. But I got the, to be honest, once I got kind of over the stress of being super late to work and, you know, I watched the sunrise. I was in the Tower of London. It was like a private little tour. So love it. Yeah. Never saw the guy again. That's a great story though. (laughs) I love it. I have to admit, I do claim that one sometimes as my own. <laughs> no, you don't. Do you actually? <laughs> no, but you know when some people ask, like, oh, what's your best dating story? I normally say, like, I started with my friend, and then people were saying, like, oh, oh that's up. clearly made up because it's not you. So then I just started being like me. <laughs> and because I knew all the details so well, just like, wrong with it. <laughs> but the thing is, right, what makes me think is, like, he must do this often, or, like, other guards must do this often. Like, yeah. there must be so many girls in London who must have had the same experience to me. I'm out I'm out here searching for other girls who've been t- locked in the Tower of London, because there's no way that was his first rodeo. There's yeah, no way. Right. Oh, my goodness, yeah. If anyone's listening, they've also been locked in the Tower of London <laughs> by a date, especially if they met them at Cafe Sop. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> so they can, you can, like, do trauma bonding or yeah. something. <laughs> Okay, your most irrational fear. Okay, this is going to sound so irrational, but it, it's not so much a fear. It's something that really just grosses me out. And honestly, if it was the perfect guy, maybe I would ignore it. Mm-hmm. But my biggest fear is meeting someone, like connecting with them, having chemistry, being like, oh my God, I really like this guy. And then finding out that he drinks milk. <laughs> Like, I don't mind in coffee or whatever. Like, okay. it's it's not like just a like vegan thing. Straight milk. Just like a glass of milk. <laughs> it just really grosses me out. <laughs> I, I just think that if you're over the age of three, you shouldn't be drinking milk as a, as a soft drink, as a beverage, <laughs> as a snack, as anything other than... I mean, I drink my coffee black. Like, I really have an aversion to milk. But you just need to be cutting it out now. Yeah. Like, you're a grown man. What are you drinking milk for? I've seen people order it in spoons as well. That would be, like, your worst nightmare. Oh. They order it to the table with your yoga bombs. Oh, no. I actually... <laughs> I actually don't think I could survive. I think... Like, imagine being on a date with a guy and them ordering they milk. milk. <laughs> I would have to walk out. I would... Even dates that I don't enjoy, like, you stick them out. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that would be... For me, that would be my deal breaker. I would I would pretend to go to the toilet and leave the restaurant. <laughs> Just run away. <laughs> I would, I'm really sorry if you like milk, but you're wrong. Cut it out your life. <laughs> you're not a child. <laughs> I just can't deal with it. I actually quite like it. I oh. dip my biscuits in it. Like my Oreos. Look, what you do behind closed doors. <laughs> your, I won't do it in front of you. In your personal time is your business. But not around me, please. Yeah, fair, okay. This is a good tip for any future potentials. Yeah. Um, as long as you're not telling me about it and I don't know about it, do what you need to do. Umbrella collapses. Key turns in the lock. Shoes kicked off after a long day at work. Hungry, tired. Parcel on the floor. Handmade double chocolate brownies. Eases into the sofa and tucks in. Tuesday night sorted. Baking Club, a professional patisserie service, is here for you. Head to at underscore underscore baking club on Instagram and DM them with the code single sounds for 20% off your first box of postal brownies. Delivery nationwide. Okay. Next section is stop, start, continue. So if someone were to date you, should they be so lucky? 
Um, would they? What should they start doing, stop doing, and continue doing? Okay. Well, stop is easy. Aside from not drinking milk. <laughs> yeah. Whilst you're at it, you should also not chew with your mouth open. Which, like, I don't think is crazy. No, that's pretty normal. I think that's a normal thing. Yeah. And, and then you'd be shocked at how many guys on a day. I've kind of cut out anything with food as a first date anyways I think mm. it's too much of a risky game no, I so agree with that I think drinks or just even like an activity is way safer exactly also something where you can kind of get their personality and like maybe get a little bit drunk is always quite nice yeah but yeah I have been on dates where it's like they ate like savages <laughs> I once went on a date with a guy who took me for ice cream. And <laughs> the dairy, the dairy is back. <laughs> no, so I, I got a tub and a spoon because I was like, "That's normal, right?" Because I don't want to be like licking my ice cream on. This is a first date, first date from someone from Hinge. He got a cone and I couldn't because I was sat opposite him and he was just like slurpy licking his ice cream and I've never been so unattracted to someone in my whole life I had to cut it short I had just after the ice cream I was like I've got to go oh no and then uh, yeah I think I I think I told him in person that one because then he was like I'll walk you to the bus and I was like I've just got to say like I'm sorry I didn't say it was the ice cream's fault I just said I didn't think we had a lot in common Uh, it's such a tough one though isn't it because but it's true you obviously don't have very much in common for one you don't eat ice cream the same way on a first date and I think that's a deal breaker I'm like (laughs) I thought through that I should get a spoon like normally I'm all for the cone but I was like no no come on read it in (laughs) I'm gonna be licking Uh, oh dear So yeah, little pro tip for anyone listening out there. Just chew with your mouth closed on a first date. There's nothing against a date with food. Just shut your mouth. Yeah. Definitely don't try and chat whilst you've got food in your mouth. No. It's not what you need. So yeah. What about start? What should they do? (laughs) And I know it doesn't sound it, but a little bit of effort goes a long way. Like for me, I'm quite easy to please. And I know from everything that I've just said, it does not necessarily come across that way. But (laughs) any... If I can tell, like if I, if you start putting just a little bit of effort in, whether it's initiating a date, whether it's suggesting a place to go, whether it's like taking control of a situation and planning it, that for me is like the be all and end all. Like I will fall madly in love. Like I think that's just amazing. Like I, th- I want more guys to kind of start doing that. I think my personality is also one where it's like in my life, I take control. I plan all of our social events. Like I do everything all the time. Mm. So I would just love a guy to come in and be like, do you know what? Put your feet up. I've planned us a date on Saturday. Let's do it. Yeah, that really would be a breath of fresh air, I think. Yeah, a lot of people. I don't know what it is about women. We were talking about this at work. Women seem to be the ones that organise social events so much more. If that's in a friendship situation, work, relationships. I don't know what it is. so interesting. Uh, Yeah, I think the guys in our friendship group, if we didn't organise things, they wouldn't see each other. No. The one thing they can organise is golf. They they manage (laughs) that. Just fine. Or when the football's on. But then I'm thinking, is that actually them organising it? Not really. They've just got, like, already someone's put a time and a date for them <laughs> to all sit down together. And even then, like, the football, when the World Cup was on, I was yeah, booking all the tables. Because you had to book tables, and again, that's, like, way too far in advance. Oh my god, this isn't even related, but did I tell you about what happened with the World Cup? With my table booking fiasco. No. Where I basically, when when we beat Germany, I thought ahead. I planned ahead. I was like, we're going to make it to the final. I believe, I believe. And so I booked two tables of six people at a pub in Streatham. And then my mate also booked a table of six. 
the day before the final, so this was like three weeks later, the mm. day before the final, I was like, oh, I want to make sure to see if we can get our tables with our mate who was inside. So I emailed them being like, can the two tables I've booked and the table inside be sat next to each other? And he replied with, sure, but the two tables of two, don't you just want that to be a table of four? <laughs> Turns out I'd booked two tables of two instead of two tables of six. <laughs> so you could only bring three friends. <laughs> I, could only, it, I mean, I was, be- I was also in a cab to a wedding. Like I didn't have time to like, like ring crisis control. Yeah. So as I was like stressing, I rang them and I begged and they turned it into a table of six. Oh, that's nice. I had to uninvite six friends. Oh no. Oh, just one table of six. Do you remember the stress of COVID where you couldn't get any tables <laughs> anywhere and six people, I had to basically text and be like, I'm really sorry, you can't come. Oh, I bet they were gutted. And my housemate, bless her, had another hat, like she had mates out having a house party viewing thing. She got COVID and then she couldn't go on holiday. Oh no. Which she wouldn't have gotten if she'd come. It was bad. It was bad. So yeah, maybe I need people to start taking control so mishaps like that don't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, um, and continue. Yeah, continue. I guess for me, one thing that I love, like I don't want just like, when I'm with someone, I don't want it just to be purely romantic. Like, I don't necessarily understand the relationships. Like, no disrespect, but like, I want you to be my mate as well as my romantic partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to kind of like go on a night out with your mates. You come on a night out with my mates. Like, go on nights out together. Like, I don't always just want it to be like a date. Like, I want to be able to have fun and be friends and go and ha- do fun things, like, in massive groups as well. And I've had that in the past, and it, I, yeah, I love that. So I think that's something I'd like to see men, I guess, continue to do. Yeah. <laughs> is merge friendship groups with me and have a good time. <laughs> Find me normal friends. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, good one. Okay. So, what would your TED Talk be? So... <laughs> I've got a new project. Okay. I've got a new little project. And to be fair, I've wanted to do this for a while because it's quite a new feature, but I've wanted to do it for a while. But this week I've really started ramping up and I've already got quite a few examples of my project. Basically, I've created an album in my phone where I've taken screen recordings of men's hinge voice prompts oh wow and then every evening me and my housemates will sit and just listen to them (laughs) and I know it's kind of bullying but also I think that if you have the audacity to put something so embarrassing on your dating profile a profile that is meant for judging then we have every right to take the piss and laugh at you oh 100% also like they know that that's going out to public like it's not a surprise that people are going to be clicking on that if I see a voice prompt I'm not not clicking it am I like that's crazy behavior exactly and to be fair some of them I, I to be honest I have yet to find a voice prompt that I don't find painfully cringe but I think the ones that are taken seriously are the worst ones yeah where they genuinely answer the prompt (laughs) in a serious manner and I know that's so backwards but they're the ones that really make me like there was one guy where it was like oh you know who are you looking for it gave me chills it was like creepy the way he was like oh I'm looking for someone to go salsa dancing with that was unnecessary I probably would find that cringe if it was written down but the fact that you put it in a voice prompt so much worse so much worse so much worse so interesting so have people just said absolutely outrageous things so many outrageous things I mean I've got one guy who's blatantly being racist in it which is I mean I don't even know how these people still exist um then you've got other guys who like you just know that they're putting on their bedroom voice and they're like (laughs) (laughs) and I just know that they were probably recording that thinking 
oh my god, I sound so fit. The girls are gonna love this. And yeah. look, maybe somewhere there is a clientele for that. It's not me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not me. I guess some people might say like, oh, they sound so sexy, especially if they have an accent. They're probably more likely. Okay, so there's that. There's one thing. If the guy has an accent on a hinge prompt, yeah, I'll look the other way at the cringiness. Mm. I love an accent. I feel like they know that works. I think they're probably playing that in their favour. They're playing that. They know what they're doing. And fair play to them. Yeah. That's, I think fair play to them, That's actually. I'll take that back. As long as you're not saying something too super embarrassing or racist, just to know, like <laughs> clarify. But like, yeah, like there was one guy who had an Irish accent and he was just telling like a dull story from travelling. But I was like, do you know what? That sounds nice. Uh, yeah okay yeah. I'm okay with that um, well it's yeah. nice to know sometimes they do actually work because we haven't had good feedback about the voice prompts yeah I mean to be fair like having your voice recorded and just heard is always something that makes people quite uncomfortable anyway yeah, no one likes hearing their own voice um, it is oh Hinge is also I mean I love that Hinge is being so pushy with people putting voice prompts like I get notified every five minutes to put a voice prompt on my Hinge profile really that's so interesting but, but it's great because now I've got so much content because it, the influx of men who have just kind of given in to Hinge's <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Peer pressure from Hinge. Thank you, Hinge. Sponsored by Hinge. No, I wish. <laughs> one day, one day. Baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> that would be great. Right, let's move on to an extra question. So you're low-key flex? Oh, it's not even that low key because I I'm so proud of this. I'm so proud of this. I am losing my edge a little bit, but I'm so proud of it. And also every opportunity I get, I demonstrate this. So it's not that low key because I shove it in everybody's faces. But I am phenomenal, if I may say so myself, yeah. at downing a pint. Okay. I'm just <laughs> really good. Like, re- like I'm not like open your gullet, gone in two seconds, you know? Yeah. But in a race, I back myself like eight out of 10 times, I will beat you. Nice. You, yeah. I'd be every time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even... <laughs> but I meant you as in, like, wider society. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> There's no competition. Well, you just targeting me, and I was like, wow, I mean, you would, but... <laughs> no, we've had many a, a male approach you and say absolutely no chance, and oh, they get they get shown up, so... I mean, at uni, it was, like, how I funded my nights. I would go up to guys, I would find, <laughs> like, the biggest rugby guy... And I would start with one... To be fair, at uni I was doing VKs, but I can also do pints. Um, and I would start with one VK and be so like... So talented. I'm a woman of many talents. <laughs> <laughs> I would start with one VK and then I'd find like the biggest rugby lad I could find. And I'd be like, if I win in a race, you have to buy me my next one. Yeah, clever. And I would just go round. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, people with me didn't love it because it made me absolutely annihilated. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a good fun game for me. It works. <laughs> So, I wish more people knew about blank. So, this is a fun fact. This is a crazy fun fact. Well, you might not find it crazy. I <laughs> thought it was pretty crazy. Um, and I saw this on TikTok. Um, so, basically, this guy who's a pilot came on on TikTok. And he was basically, like, answering people's questions. And apparently, when you've got a co-pilot and a... You've always got a pilot and a co-pilot mm. in, the, in the cockpit. Cockpit. They're never allowed to eat the same meal on the flight. They always have to eat separate meals. In case it's, like, poison. In case it's not poison, oh. but, like, in case they get, like, food poisoning. When oh. they get away. <laughs> I was thinking, like, spies were on the plane. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was, like, some high-level security thing. But, yeah, no. fair. That makes sense. If the chicken's off... If the chicken's off, they can't both have the chicken. But how do they decide? 
Like, who, yeah. how do they do pick? They toss a coin, being like, like, I really want the beef today. Imagine and... being like, the pilot's got pizza, and because of that, you now can't have pizza, and you have to have, like, last <laughs> night's leftovers. Yeah. And it's like, I, I guess I should have kind of done more research into it before, but I don't know, like, do they get food supplied? Do they have to bring in their own? Like, what if both of their... Oh, I assume they got, like, the trolley food. Well, also, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Wow, probably Because there's always a few options on there just for picky eaters and stuff. So maybe someone's getting like a kid's meal. <laughs> maybe. Uh, do you know what though? I love plain food. Do you? I love plain food. That's a bit odd. It is odd. I think it is because I don't really have, like I eat everything and I think it was just always really exciting as a kid to go on a plane and get your meal. Uh, so I think I've got like positive memories with plain food. Like I just get so excited. Like I don't <laughs> love, like on EasyJet and now where you buy the food, oh, it's yeah. a different experience. But you know when you go on a long haul and you get your little creamed spinach? Yeah. And like your little pot of pudding. Yeah, exactly. It excites me so much. (laughs) I flew to Malaysia and I remember everyone was sleeping and they were going around with the little magnets. (laughs) And I woke up. I just I could sense the food in the air and I just woke up and in mid sleep I was like I will be taking a magnum I'm not missing out on plain food any plain food that's so good mini magnums that's quite a treat that must have been a nice airline um I don't remember who we flew I think it was Air France oh um to Malaysia yeah fine (laughs) we went because I was going with my friend who lives in Holland so we went via Paris uh okay that Um, makes much more sense (laughs) didn't know they went from Gatwick (laughs) To Malaysia. Um, oh, funny. And finally, your drink of choice. I mean, we've been through a lot of beverages on this on this podcast. Um, well, to be fair, my drink, I, I drink quite a lot of drinks, like, you know, VKs, beers, I love a cocktail. Um, but I think if we had to kind of put one drink against my name, mm. it would have to be the Jagerbomb. Yeah. It, okay. You can't go wrong. You've got the caffeine. You've got the alcohol. You've got the shot because I hate holding a drink in the club. There is nothing that enrages me more than exactly. people spilling my drink. Oh, uh, you don't want the spills. I was thinking it was like cramping your style of dance moves or something. Mm, yeah, but yeah, I just don't like the spill. Like VKs, I don't mind holding because yeah, they're in a bottle. The narrow top, yeah. I, get um, I just love to like go to the bar, drink my drink. I need the buzz of caffeine. I need the alcohol. Bing, bang, bong. Bosh. Bish, bosh. <laughs> Bing bang bong. It's like a pan falling down the stairs. <laughs> Bish bash bosh, and your drink is gone. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, Jagerbomb. It's like it's like a poor man's espresso martini. Oh, fantastic. So next little section. This is a surprise for you. Oh, um, exciting! I didn't even know there was a surprise in store. This <laughs> is <laughs> a surprise. So this section's called Bestie Rex. So I have contacted one of your closest friends, and they've sent in a voice note recommending you to a potential dater. So do you wanna- <laughs> do you wanna- <laughs> no, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm actually terrified of what they're going to say. Who have you asked? Oh, what? Well, we'll see. Five reasons to date my best friend. Number one, if you've got a foot fetish, this girl's for you. With feet as flat as a platypus, they'll be sure to get those love sparks flying. Don't worry, I know you're dying to see them, but it won't be long. In fact, the average time it takes her to meet someone and get her feet out is around 17 minutes, so let's hope your date lasts that long. Number two, her next best party trick. This girl speaks five languages fluently, and boy, will you know about it. Don't be fooled by her Kate Middleton accent, because if you need to know what past the bomb is in Serbian, she'll be sure to give you a lesson. Number three, my best friend is the best tour guide you could ask for, exclusive to Clapham. 
Everywhere from Café Sol to Café Sol, this girl can show you the ropes. Be careful though, as anywhere more north than Clapham is too north, so don't even bother suggesting it, as she'll probably shove you into the too edgy bracket and send you straight to the archives. Number four, she's one to impress the lads with. Unfortunately, she has absolutely no knowledge of English sport, but you best scrub up on your dowling skills because she'll be sure to challenge you and your mates, and don't be disappointed when you lose. P.S. Jaeger bombs are not optional, they are compulsory. Number five, there's never a dull moment with this girl. In fact, I hope you like a busy WhatsApp because be prepared for daily voice notes that will have you in absolute bits with stories that you couldn't even make up of her daily antics. Aside from her hectic life, party tricks and imprisonment to Clapham, if you're lucky enough to win her over, she will provide you with the most laughs, challenge you with her annoying intelligence and care about you more than ever. And overall, just be the best person to have around. Oh my God, that is actually... I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> she, she didn't lie. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really cute. It's Aww, nice, isn't it? I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she did so well with the five different, like, reasons. I was like, you've really planned this out. She's really thought about it, hasn't yeah. she? And I'm very predictable. <laughs> she she mentioned, been... like, everything that we've already mentioned. <laughs> I know, like, it, this is the thing. If I actually get a date out of this, I won't have any stories to tell on my first date because I've covered everything already. <laughs> I guess it's a good chance for them to actually get a word in. <laughs> it's like 30 minutes of your whole life summed up. Yeah, literally. Oh, I really like that. Uh, that was a nice surprise. Yeah, it was a good surprise. Yeah, it's nice to have an outsider's opinion, just in case you're being, you know, <laughs> just chatting shit. Oh, that's amazing. You're going to have to send me that. Yeah, I will, I will. So, we're on to our final section. This is called This or That. I'm going to give you two options and just pick whichever one you fancy. Just without thinking about it. Yeah. Fine, go okay, for it. let's go. Um, <laughs> I'm good at not thinking, so let's see what happens here. <laughs> no, they're not too tricky, promise. Group hangout or a one on one hangout? <laughs> did you not hear that? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> I just don't know. Are we talking about like in a day? You just gotta go with it. Okay. Oh, ah. Group hangout. Yeah, I was. I thought that was an easy one for you. <laughs> um. Share food or don't share food? Don't share food. Easy. That was quick. <laughs> Bath or shower? Shower. Nice. Weekends or holidays? Holidays. Oh, I do love my weekends though. It's... Oh, holidays, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Winning the lottery or finding your soulmate? Winning the lottery. <laughs> I don't need a soulmate. I've got cafe soul. <laughs> Good. TV series or movies? TV series. Lose sleep or skip a meal? Oh, God. Uh, skip a meal. Skip a meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just have it. I'll overcompensate on the next one. I need Fair. sleep. <laughs> False hope or unnecessary anxiety? They're both bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate when people give me false hope for things, though. So, and I'm always stressed out. So I'll just, I'll take an unnecessary anxiety. Okay. Um, dogs or cats? Oh, I have a cat, but I'm a dog gal. Fair enough. Christmas or your birthday? My birthday. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, my birthday. <laughs> no, I do love Christmas, but it's different because I'm foreign, so we don't do it like English Christmas. It's yeah. What my argument's going to be here. Okay, fine. So, but I mean, I love my birthday, yeah. so <laughs> I'm fully on board with that. Yeah, and that concludes the podcast. Oh, Thank well. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. So, do you have any final words? 
I mean, I feel like we've already told my whole entire life story, so <laughs> you know where to find me. Yeah. And it's Cafe Soul, so see you there. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. As you could tell, I was giggling the whole way through and it was just so thoroughly enjoyable. So the character you just heard is the one with Jaeger bombs at Cafe Soul. If you would like to date that character, head to the podcast Instagram now. The handle is at single sounds and you will find a tile specifically for that character. Once there, please DM the podcast to date the character, but any extra likes, comments and shares of friends are really appreciated. And if you're feeling super generous, please give Single Sounds a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bye.